Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, this is episode 52, which means this episode completes a full year of the Grieving Parent Sharing Hope podcast. Because of this milestone, I wanted to take a break from the series that we're in right now and share some thoughts about the difference a year can make. I know those of us who've lost a child from this earth are very aware of this, the difference a year can make, especially all throughout that first year. We have so many thoughts, like maybe one year ago today was the last time we celebrated her birthday, or maybe it's one year ago we were on vacation and I had no idea it would be our last one together as a family. Maybe it's something like a year ago today was the last time you ever fixed my car for me, and then there's always the holidays. One year ago today was our last Thanksgiving or our last Christmas or the 4th of July together. And as the one-year anniversary of their death gets closer, it's more painful than we can put into words, isn't it? And the time leading up to that day can be pure torture for us as we think about things that were happening a year ago today. Now, I don't want this to be depressing. We're going to move forward with this, but I'm just talking about how we especially know the difference a year can make because as we hit that time leading up to the one-year anniversary. We have thoughts like one year ago today was the last time I talked to her on the phone, or one year ago today was the last time I gave him a hug, or one year ago today I had no idea that it was the last time I would see my child alive. And after we go through that first year, the next year, the second year, we think or we at least hope it's going to be a little easier. I figured I had been through this once and that I kind of knew what to expect and I had that thought myself. But I want to share with you what happened to me personally is that the second year was even worse than the first. And I know it doesn't seem possible for it to hurt any more than it does already that first year. And what I found out was that it's actually pretty normal for bereaved parents to have a harder time the second year. And I know that doesn't sound encouraging, and I hope that's not the case for you. I really do. But I also want to be upfront and honest that it is a strong possibility. And instead of being discouraged by it, I want to encourage you that if it does happen to you, or maybe you're in that second year, and you're having a bigger struggle than you did the first year, it's normal. And so for me, when I found that out, that so many bereaved parents have a harder time the second year than the first year, it was a relief to me. And so that's why I'm sharing this with you about the second year. If it happens to you, be relieved that it's not just you and something's wrong with you in your grief. For me personally, I, that first year, I braced myself for all of the firsts, you know, all those first dates that Becca wasn't there for. Plus, that first year, I was still in that fog of trying to figure out if this had really happened. So the second year caught me off guard, 
as the fog began to lift. And round two of all those yearly events, they just no longer had the blessing of numbness to block the full depth of the pain. And when that initial shock finally wore off, it caused the weight of my loss to hit me full force with a heaviness and a darkness that left me wondering if I would ever get through it. And I remember thinking how desperately I just wanted the pain to end, and I was afraid that it never would. So what about that third year? Because we're talking about the difference a year can make. And just as a reminder, I am in year eight right now. Well, that third year, for a lot of us, we start to accept the finality and the painful fact that our child won't ever be with us again here on this earth. They won't be coming back to us. We'll be going to them at some point. And most of us start to resign ourselves to the fact that no matter how much it hurts, we have to figure out who we are without our child. You may have heard this before, that it's a lot like an amputation. A part of our very being has been cut off from us, and we have to figure out how to live with that part of us missing. Now, Rebecca, when she was three, she had cancer, and she had her leg amputated when she was only three years old. So I had a front row seat to someone learning how to live with an amputation, and it was a full amputation. It was above the knee. She had a stump, her thigh was a stump, and then she learned how to wear a prosthesis, but she didn't always wear it. But like I said, I had a front row seat to watching my daughter learn how to actually live a very full life with her leg not there anymore. And we can learn to do the same. So in the fourth and the fifth years, some of us begin to see a, a glimmer of hope that maybe we can still have joy and happiness in the life that we're living with those who are still here that we love and those who love us and need us in their lives. And I want to share what a couple of parents have to say about this thing about the first five years. One parent said, I honestly couldn't tell you anything about the first two years. Year three, things began to get a little better. I still cried every day. Year four, I smiled again. Real smiles, not forced ones. And just over the past few months, I have finally begun to feel happiness. Another parent said, I just passed anniversary number five. For me, year one, I hardly remember anything, mainly a fog. Year two, for me, was worse. The numbness was gone. It was real. It was crushing. I survived day to day. Year three, I started feeling some joy again, able to go a few days without crying. Year four, still painful, but more like a slap than a body slam. Those first five years after the death of our child, if you look it up, you will find most experts will say that five years and under is considered fresh grief for a parent who's lost a child. It's also considered traumatic grief. We have been through a trauma when our child dies, and many of us have PTSD based on the way our child died, and it doesn't mean we were there to see it. It's based on how our child died. So it makes so much sense 
that we struggle in these first five years. So if that's where you are, you're not going crazy, you're not losing your mind, you don't have early Alzheimer's onset like I thought maybe I was going through, and you're on a different timetable than other griefs. But after saying that, I want to emphasize we are all on our own individual journey. I want to say that again because it's so important. No one is on the exact timetable of grieving the death of their child. So don't look at any dates or any of this, what I just gave you. Don't use that to see where others were emotionally in our grieving process and use it as some sort of a timeline to force on yourself because we're all on our own individual timeline and we need to go through the process at our own speed. And yes, there are some patterns, I'll call them for lack of a better word, that some of us seem to fall into, but don't expect yourself to fit into that. Give yourself grace to walk your own necessary path. And as long as you're putting one foot in front of the other, you will get there. This episode is about the difference a year can make. And the thing is, a lot of life-changing events can happen in a year. Some things are challenging. Some things are just plain traumatic and extremely life-altering, like the death of a child. And for whatever reason, it's usually easier to focus on those bad things, the traumatic things that happen to us in the year, and rightfully so when it comes to the death of our child. But I hope that you can start to see that a lot can happen in a year toward your healing. And when I say healing, you may have heard me say this before, but for those who haven't, when I talk about our healing as a parent who has grieving the death of their child, I'm not talking about that you'll get all better, that this will all be behind you, that it's not going to matter, life, you know, life will be normal again. That's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about our healing, I'm talking about getting to a place where we're out of that debilitating darkness and pain, and we begin to come to a place where there's light, there's hope, there's purpose and meaning, And there can even be joy again in our lives. And when you're in those first dark years, you feel like that's impossible to happen. I understand that. But like I said, when I'm talking about healing, I'm talking about getting beyond the place of just surviving or barely surviving to getting to a place where you're actually living life again with meaning and purpose and even thriving in our lives again and learning how to do that with our child no longer here with us. Usually, after the death of our child, we can't see any movement toward healing, especially those first couple of years. But a lot is happening in that first year even, even when we don't think it is. Because we feel like whenever we take one step forward, we fall three steps backwards, and we're going the wrong direction, and it feels like we're never going to get anywhere. But part of the process is going through the darkness. And it's too dark to make heads or tails of where we are or where we're going. But each day, no matter how dark it is, gets us one day closer to the hope and the light that we long for. And a year seems like it might as well be a lifetime, I know. 
But I'm here to tell you that within that year, so much more is happening than you realize. And as you begin to find yourself getting those little glimpses of hope and light in your life, another year can make a difference because it can bring you to a place of starting to laugh again without feeling guilty or starting to have the memories of your child warm your heart and be something that you look upon with fondness instead of those memories being so deeply painful. The difference of a year, you can start wanting to be out and about and spend time here and there again with friends and family. Or you can even, believe it or not, start to do things like decorate for Christmas or participate in other holidays. In a year's time, you can discover what you want to do to keep your child's memory alive in a way that helps others and reminds people that your child lived and their life still matters. See, a lot can happen in a year. And it's not just bad things, but good things and going in a good direction. And that brings me back to how I started this episode. This podcast has now been around for one year. And in that one year, from everything we can see on the back end of 51 episodes, because this is number 52, there have been over 19,000 downloads of the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. And every week, I hear from parents who've been helped by what they have heard here. And I thought about reading some of them to you, but I decided against that. Part of it is because it'd be so hard to pick out which ones to share. Within this last year, 130 families have had the blessing of hearing their child's birthday celebrated and shared with the other listeners on the weekly birthday segment. And in this past year, literally hundreds of parents have discovered they're not alone. And what they thought was just them going crazy is considered normal for a parent who's lost a child from this earth. So many have begun to tackle the area of forgiveness in their lives or trust or other areas that are keeping us bound in the place of darkness. By listening to a podcast, it has set them free in an area where they can begin to move forward where they thought they never would be able to. Believe it or not, each day in the darkness gets you closer to learning how to live a life with purpose and meaning again. And I have had so many parents tell me, that may be true for you, but I don't see that happening for me. And then a year later, they're starting to do the very things they said they would never be able to do. Or maybe it's two years later or three years later, but they do begin to move in that direction that they could never see happening in their lives. So wherever you are on this grief journey, please know that one year can make a difference. It can even make a big difference. And it won't ever, ever, ever be leaving your child behind as you go forward. It will be going forward, keeping your child with you and with others in new ways. And one final thought here, I used to feel panicky when thinking about being here for in the beginning, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, or 20 years without my daughter Becca here. I would get so panicky to the point where it was even hard to breathe. I'm guessing it was like an anxiety attack or something when I would really start thinking about that. But one day, God spoke to my heart 
that the longer I stayed here on this earth, it didn't mean that I was getting further away from Becca. It meant that every day and every year that I was here, it meant I was getting one day and one year closer to being with her again. Because each day we're here, each year that we're here on earth, it gets all of us one day or one year closer to being with our child again. So at some point, one year in all of our lives is going to make the biggest difference we'll ever have as we're each called home and we get to join our child and others that we love who are waiting for us. I'm going to turn a corner here. At this special one-year mark for this podcast, I want to ask our listeners for a small favor that can make a big difference, to be honest. If you have been encouraged by the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope Weekly podcast, would you please help us to continue by showing your appreciation and support by sending in a gift of just $10? Help us celebrate the one-year mark by just scrounging up $10 and donating it to GPS Hope because everything we do here is supported by those who believe that the resources and the support we give to grieving parents is making a difference, including this podcast. So to keep this podcast going for another year, would you please consider just a small $10 gift? Now, you may be thinking that your $10 won't make a difference, but if there are enough listeners who have that same thought and they don't bother sending in a small gift of $10, We are either going to have to once in a while get on and ask for support, which I would rather not do, or consider things that Dave and I have to cut out as we raise support. So I hope you don't see this as a commercial that disappoints you, but as an opportunity to sow into something with good ground, helping GPS Hope continue to make a difference in the lives of the parents who need the hope and help this podcast and our ministry brings Grieving parents sharing hope. You can be one of us, a grieving parent bringing hope to other grieving parents. And I hope that excites you and you want to celebrate with us. If you do want to give a gift, just go to gpshope.org support. And speaking of celebrating and birthdays, it is time for our birthday segment. Now, this is a special week for me. Not just because the podcast is a year old, but because I get to announce my own daughter, Becca's birthday. So I'm going to start with her. Becca Deal Howard was born on April 13th and is forever 29. Carter Braun was also born on April 13th and is forever 15. Brandon Matos was born on April 14th and is forever 23. We all need to have our children's lives acknowledged, and I'm honored to be able to do that for you. So to have your child's birthday announced the week they were born, go to gpshope.org birthdays to fill out a simple form so that we have the needed information. And this will also allow you to join over a thousand parents who receive an encouraging weekly word of hope You can unsubscribe from that anytime if you're not finding it helpful. One year can make a big difference. We know that in the next year, 
There will be hundreds of parents who unexpectedly find themselves in the same place we all have found ourselves in, grieving the death of our child. And they're going to need the same kind of hope and encouragement that you have received. So please consider helping GPS Hope to continue to be there for them like we've been here for you. And you can find all the links for the birthday, have your child added to the birthday for giving a gift to GPS Hope. You can find those links in the show notes if you didn't catch them earlier. And I have one last question for you. What will your life look like a year from now? I don't know for sure, but I do know that if you stay connected with others who are on this journey ahead of you, that you will eventually get to a place of hope and light and purpose again, because one year can and will make a big difference. So remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.